And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Hey, the season is here. Finally. I, it's here. I just can't wait. I just can't wait to see uh, like a 127 to 95 loss to the Jazz <laughs> in a spectacular fashion with, I don't know, Giddy uh, shooting one out of 25. That is yeah. that is how I feel today. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I'm excited too. There is, uh, there's definitely a buzz in the air about this Thunder team locally, mm-hmm. uh, just because there are a lot of fun guys to follow, which I think is... This is why it's a little bit of an upgrade over last season. And because last season it was like, all right, what are these guys doing? Like they completely tore the team down. I mean, if you remember, like last season was the first season without Steven Adams on the team in like forever. And yeah. now we're. Why do you have to bring it up? Now I'm sad. <laughs> I know. Isn't it weird? Yeah. This is our. This is our third NBA season in like like a, a year, basically a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's it is wild. And now they're starting the season with basically no center on the team whatsoever. They've got some undersized guys playing that position, and it's all by design. Uh, I wanted to just there's a few talking points before we get into kind of our the main thing, which is uh, some bold takes that I requested from people today. Uh, I do want to say like thanks for all the messages from everybody. Uh, we took I took Wednesday through Friday off of last week, just trying to step away from the podcast for just a little bit, from all podcasting stuff for a little bit. You know, I actually listened to um, a sermon yesterday that talked about how we all work best if we unplug and replug, and so I tried to do that the best I could. And hopefully we can start the season off uh, really well. So thanks, everybody, for joining. We've got lots of people here in the stream, lots of people that um, talk to us on Twitter and, and whatnot. So I do appreciate uh, all the listeners and everything you guys do for us. Uh, so on Saturday, we did a media availability with Mark Degnault that I thought was just just sensational. I thought he was just he was really good. He was really open. And I was just asking him what it was like to coach uh, basically the best players on the team. I asked him about Giddy. I asked him about SGA, and I asked him about Dort. Mm-hmm. And the way he talked about Giddy, like, everybody should be very, very excited because he talked about how like Josh Giddy can make every pass, yeah. but he understands when to make the simple right pass yeah. better than just about anybody. He said he doesn't always have the wow factor with his passes, but he says he's always making the right passes. He's like, he said he's like a high level quarterback. Yeah. 
basically. Which yeah, to me, to <laughs> I me, lo- the, I love that comment. Yeah, to me, the best example of that, and I, I think I touched base on it uh, on either Thunder of the Dark or Question of the Day. I don't remember uh, on the OKC Dream Team. Yep. Um, you should subscribe, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. About the, the past that he, it was a give and go with deck. That was a very simple and pretty pass. It was two handed, yeah. straight, straight line drive. That that was a very simple pass. But boy, oh boy, with that simple pass, it gave deck, I don't know, three feet from his closest defender. Those are mm-hmm. the little things, the timing things, where it's not easy to make that pass. It's not really easy. And so if you do it, and if you do it simply, like it's not a, like a one-handed or between the legs. It was just straight pass, but it was perfect. And, and yeah, I completely agree with the assessment. Not that I need to, because Mark clearly knows a lot about basketball. But <laughs> but but it, but it was to to me that is that is why Giddy is great because he can do the behind the back uh, pass to Muscala for a layup, but he can also do yeah. a very very simple straight pass, which has the same effect, like putting the man close to the basket. Yeah, it was also like a a little subtweet on Poku there for a little bit too. Where it was like a little bit, yes. Poku's like Poku's like almost all wow factor. But, but that stuff. that wow factor with Jerry was something like that Ooh, was a that was wow. fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. That was really fun. Uh, and then he talked about Giddy, and he said like when you're talking about these higher these players that were drafted higher in the draft, that we typically talk about their ceiling. And he was like, I he's like he's like I want to kind of talk about his floor. Like he's got one of the highest floors of anybody in this draft mm-hmm. uh, just because he is so smart on both ends of the floor. He's got quickness on the defensive end. Like he's, he's raved about his defense, which Mark doesn't do with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really believes in Giddy's ability to be a, a, a defender that holds up against multiple players. And then offensively, he just, he's like, he's got such a high floor that like he's, I mean, he's basically saying like this is a it, we're talking at least like a rotation player for a long time in the NBA, yeah. and the excitement level is way beyond that too because the ceiling for Giddy is big. I had I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he was like, "What's the comp? What's a good comp for Giddy?" Uh, it's a that's a difficult question. Yeah. Do you have a good one? After watching him, I mean, we watched him four preseason games, but like. No, not 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 really. Like the uh, Joe Ingles comp is is hor- is horrific. Honestly, yeah, it's it, it's just it's lazy. It's really bad. I've pr- I've probably used it. I'm sure I've used it. And it was the same comp that was used for Luca before he came over. Yeah, but that that was extremely and, stupid. Like that was, and it was bad too. Like it's it's bad too. Like they're yes. both really bad. It's like, well, what what like like bigger white guy can we compare these guys to? You know, and. Like I don't, I don't know what a good comp for him is. I don't know what the best comp for Giddy is. If you were to compare him to even a player from the last like thirty years, like who would it be? Well, to me, to me, my my basketball memory doesn't go back as much. Uh, uh, yeah. But but, I mean, I used before the term uh, tall Rubio, but even that, yeah, the fact that strikes it's just not me not that good, yeah. Yeah, the fact that strikes me the most about Giddy, like the shot, okay, that that could be Rubio. Yes, it's 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 not good. I don't trust the it. The set shot. Yeah, exactly, and, and it's yeah. 
the motion is not is not very uh, it's faster than Rubio's already, but mm. it's not a good a good motion. I would say I think that he yeah, will work on that a lot, yeah. especially that because free throws. I think those will not be easy for him. Um, yeah. But the point is how how great he is at driving the basket. That to me, mm-hmm. that I didn't expect. I mean, I saw that uh, in in NBL he was able to get to the basket, but the, like to do it against guys like uh, Miles Bridges. Guys mm-hmm. uh, against Middleton, like that is not easy. Even if preseason, it's not easy, and he made it look so easy. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't have one. I don't have a good comp <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> his scoring is way more advanced than I thought it would be. Yeah, because I thought it would be a lot of transition, a lot of drive and kick and there's a there is that like those are Mm -hmm. those things exist but like the turnaround stuff that was there i was like huh okay like i don't know what to do with some of it because he is a natural scorer you Mm -hmm. know and he and he believes in his own ability to be a scorer too yeah because we when i talked to him he was like yeah he's like i he mentioned that he's like his mom was a scorer in the nbl and he's like i'm a scorer like my mom was and i can do all the other stuff like my dad does you know that is that is so So great though to have like well i'm i'm like mom who was like the best in the nbl and also a little bit like that (laughs) wow yeah great good genes like like adams used to say Mm -hmm. it's i i don't know what a good comp is either i like he's almost like he his feel like his he has such a high level feel that you're almost like is he like like I don't even know I'm not even gonna say it. Do you I'm want to say, say magic? I'm thinking, I want to say bird more than magic. Like a like a a Larry Bird that like he doesn't have the scoring chops that Bird did. Like Bird no. was like his shooting was, was like outrageous. Yeah, yeah, one of the single best shooter of all time. If you were to take birds like shooting like on 2K and put the slider from 99 down to like 22, six, I was going to say like 52, but 25, <laughs> 22. <laughs> I mean, if you were to take the slider down to like the 60s, then it's like, is he is he that far from that? Like you definitely like bird is like, is an outrageous comp? Like it's stupid. It's bad. Yes. It's not, it's not, it is incredibly inaccurate and I really shouldn't have said it. Uh, but you just take some of the two K sliders down mm-hmm. and then like, you're not that far, you know, but it's, it's wrong. Like it's very wrong, but I just don't know who else to compare him to. Like what other six foot nine, Thomas Sataransky. Like that is the player you're searching for. Forward. Yeah, Thomas Sataransky. Like, what is the... It, he's just an interesting player to analyze because you watch him and you're like, wow, like, there really is something to this guy. Like, mm-hmm. something special to him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And so you start, like, you want to dig past, like, the role player guys. And then mm-hmm. you get to him and it's like, well, he's not a special athlete. No. You know, and he doesn't... There's just a lot of like he's not going a guy that's going to just like generate like these crazy step backs. So you, you can take away like almost like any modern six foot nine like good player. Like mm-hmm. take them all, almost all of them away. Yeah. And so like, what do you got? Like, I don't know. I, I he's he's such a fun player though, and I think people are gonna 
I hope people take notice. And if you've been listening to any national podcast lately, like Brian Windhorst talked about him actually, but that's only because Wendy was here in Oklahoma City. Like that's the only reason he would have talked about him. But like if you listen to anything else, like nobody's talking about him. Like nobody's yeah. paying attention. The most I've heard is, yeah, then there's Giddy for the rookie of the year. Uh, kind yeah. Of. Yeah, then Just, there's also Giddy if he plays. What? Like yeah. if he plays? Like, like he will play. If he plays, like give me a break. Like he's going to play a ton. And like, here's the thing is that all all the rest of the guys that were picked at the top of the draft besides pretty much Scotty Barnes and like Evan Mobley was pretty good on defense but like everybody else was kind of terrible yeah you know in the preseason and, may, and maybe that doesn't carry over to the regular season but I think to not acknowledge the preseason that Giddy had um it's I don't know. And I don't blame people. Like, nobody's watching Oklahoma City. <laughs> That's no, the but biggest like, problem just that we look have. at the numbers. He, he was close Acknowledge to, the numbers. Yeah. You can yeah. say that if he's averaging, which is a big if, if he's averaging what mm-hmm. he had in preseason, which is 13, 5, and 7. 13, yeah. 13, 7, 5. 7 yeah. rebounds and 5 assists. Yep. That is in the conversation. You should be in like, the conversation. Sure. He was highly efficient. I don't expect him to be that efficient no. as a shooter. I but will expect the assist to go up. Yeah, we just need guys to make shots. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah, he will play. Make shots. Yeah, he will play more with uh, favors and and Lou Dort. Yeah, I mean Lou Dort is crazy. I mean it's. <laughs> the I mean, so just insane. Play, play with Lou Dort and giant Lou Dort. <laughs> yes. Did you watch that? Did you watch that game where they were wearing the same everything? Yes. Headband. They have sleep. the same hairstyle. Number five to number 15, isn't that right? And it was like the hair, the everything was just like, it It was as if Derek Favors just ate a mushroom from Mario Brothers and just became giant dort. It was an unbel- it was unbelievable. Like I hope, the only reason I care about Derek Favors on this team is giant dort. Like that's the only thing I care about with it. Like I really don't want Derek Favors on this team for many, many reasons. Like I got... He makes everything beautiful, though. That short. He made everything so much easier. Yeah. And so much fun. Like the the Dort to Giant Dort passing is uh, is something I want to see more of. Honestly, you will. It's one of the NBA novelties. You will for four weeks. Then then he's probably elsewhere. Oh, that would be great. Like, let's flip him. Flip the guy. Let's flip Giant Dort to somebody else. Let's let Giant Dort play for somebody else. That's that's all that I really want to see. Uh, okay, more Mark Dagnall quotes. He did talk about Dort and said that his humility is ridiculous. Like he doesn't act like he's anything in this league and goes out and sets the tone for everybody. Um, so lots of Dort praise. And then he goes on to talk about SGA. And there's been lots of questions. I've gotten all like every question you can imagine I've gotten about SGA is does he really want to be here through this rebuild? How's he going to handle the losing? What's going to be this and that? It's like, is he is he bought in? Has Sam Presti even told them what the plan is? You know, everybody's very, very concerned about SGA. And then I like I just ask pretty simple questions. Like, what is it like coaching Shea, mm-hmm. you know, from last year to this year? Like, is there any differences? And like, what is it like just in general to coach him? And he was like, he's, he mentioned a play. He said, you know, Shea didn't have things going against Denver. And I wanted to get him going. He said, there's, you know, if you have a score on the team, 
He's like, there's plays that we like to run for Shea to just go get a bucket. Mm -hmm. And he said, I called the play, and the play was for Shea. I'm not trying to rhyme here. And Shea took the ball, and he gave it to Josh Giddy, And he gave Josh Giddy the scoring play. And like was wanting to let Josh Giddy get going. Which, you know, there is... And and it's easy to have high organizational buy-in before you lose, you know, sixty-five games or whatever they're going to lose. Or like seventy-nine, it's way easier now. sixty-nine, whatever, depending on your. Or sixty-nine, opinion. according to Hollinger, they could lose sixty-nine games. Could be super nice. He, but he, there, the organizational buy-in is there. Like it's a hundred percent there, with with Shay, with Mark, obviously Sam, like controls all that but like you just ask simple questions and you get these answers that are just kind of mind-blowing mm-hmm. and really pretty exciting um to hear that shay is that bought in like shay is shay has made himself involved in giddy's development and that's that's really that's what can be exciting about this group like this group is not going to win many games but to me, they kind of have the feel of of a special young group that aren't out there trying to establish themselves or like, let me prove to everybody yeah. who I am and what I can do. Like, let me show you. It's not that. There's there's like an outrageous amount of teamwork that exists within this team. And it starts with Shay and it trickles down to everybody else. And that's that's exciting to me. Because I think I did think that there was always a chance, and this still is a chance that they're going to have to trade Shea at some point. Yeah, but if Shea is bought into this degree, maybe not. Probably you probably don't have to. Like you just probably yeah. don't even have to consider it. Yeah, I go back with the one of the first interviews that Enes made after Enes Kanter made after his first season uh, in OKC, and he said, "Oh, I came in in February uh, trying to beat everyone, and then I saw this guy." Uh, Steven Adams that really wanted me to succeed even if he was mm-hmm. the starter and that mm-hmm. taught me a lot uh, so I really I really see the same um, and if Shea is the one who does it like he's clearly the best team and the best player on the, on the team and he can be the best player somewhere else if he wants that the fact that he's like taking care of KD and showing him that yes he wants them to play together not just Yep. Like Giddy saying, yeah, I have to adjust to Shay. No, no, no. Shay has to adjust to Giddy as well. Mm-hmm. Well, how about that? Yeah. Like to me, that that is the key. That that is really the key because if the two um and I discussed that I think uh on Sunday, um yep. I'm not sure if it's one of the questions of the day that I already published or not, but it will be there mm-hmm. about the fact that hey, having an elite ball handler alongside Shea is not bad, especially if the two can learn to play simple uh, two-man games that are not just passing or standing while the other create. And I think that they are both very smart and they can do it. And it works. Uh, It works in general because even if you, like, there there are many, many examples and you don't have to Hey, McKelly, I want you to keep going. I got to take, I got to take a break myself. I'll be right back. You keep going. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll keep going. Um, And I was saying, like, 
Uh, I don't want to spoil everything I said in On Thunder After Dark uh, on uh, the Question of the Day podcast on the OKC Dream Team. But the main point, if you want to hear um, everything else, we can, uh, I mean, you can go there and listen. But the main point is, you just have to go back to Phoenix, what they did last year. Uh, they, they have Booker and they have a very, very good uh, point guard in, in Chris Paul. I don't think that the fact that uh, Shea, the, the fact that um, Chris Paul was there stopped Booker being the best uh, version of himself. And I think that um, even if Giddy um, is not as good as Chris Paul, he plays a like a, a ball handler role, like a, a dominant ball handler role. And so if they can make it work, I think that they, uh, the OKC with uh, Giddy and Shea can do the same. Um, so since Andrew is not here, and I know that he wants to to discuss bold hot takes, uh, I will I will get one. Um, from uh, from John Ham, and I will just read it uh, right off the bat. Um, John uh, writes: OKC makes it to the Western Conference Finals and has a good shot at defeating Golden State. Oh, you said bold takes, not old takes. <laughs> that game was incredible. Um, I know that you you all don't want to to to, to like to hear from the game six chronicles or and whatnot um but i mean that game was so stupid i mean clay had a night for the ages and and katie didn't i mean can you believe it it was just it was just the most insane shooting display that i witnessed in my life and and it happened in in that moment, in that game, with all the, with all it was at stake, it was terrible. Okay, okay, enough, 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 enough. Uh, bold take, an, an old take, John. Uh, not appreciated by anyone here uh, discussing the Chronicles. Um, let's see, uh, Scott Kitty. Uh, Kitty becomes second in franchise history in triple doubles, passing Durant, who had seven. Hmm. Hmm, that is that is spicy. Um, it's hot, uh, but it's not like Giddy will be an all-star this season, which is impossible. Um, I think it's a it's a possibility. Am I wrong? Am I wrong in saying that uh, it it may be possible for Giddy to record seven triple doubles? I think it will be hard. Guys, got to make shots, McKelly. Yeah, but 10 points. Come on. Um, uh, by the way, we lost half of the listeners because I, I read uh, John Hamm, um, bold, uh hot, hot take, which is we... Okay, oh, see. no, you talked about 2016. Yes, I did. Oh, I no. did, I did. It is terrible. But sometimes wow, pain is... is terrible. Pain is helpful, you know? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> this uh, is true. <laughs> uh, but hey, seven... Again, this this take, I like. Like seven, yeah. seven triple doubles, it's very unlikely. Um, but not impossible. So that that's a good take. Not impossible. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's especially with the the kind of minutes he's going to get because mm-hmm. he was close in that last Denver game. Oh yeah. You know 
He was very close to getting there. He'll have, I don't know if he'll have seven. I'll bet you he'll have like three or four. Yes. Would be my guess. But still, like pro- this is yeah. the point of bold, bold takes. It's a bold take that we, I think we can. It's got to be bold, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be really bold. Uh, okay. Before we dive back into bold takes, uh, they did, they cut Mamadi Diakite oh. uh, this weekend. Uh, so sad. Big shouts to Mamadi. He's uh, an incredible person. Wish he was here. Uh, they chose to keep Gabriel Deck. He'll be, continue to be one of the biggest Thunder mysteries uh, of this uh, Thunder era. And he'll, he'll be on the team. So there you go. Uh, one thing that Mark has not committed to as a starting center for this team. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it will be, McKelly? Favors. Yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of think I kind of think it's going to be well, maybe it is going to be favors. Yeah. I mean for, um, for they they need to showcase him for a month or two. Yeah, I kind of think it's going to be Roby, but maybe it's Derek. I don't know. Yeah, it it it, it makes so much sense. Just play him as a token starter for yeah. 6 minutes, 7 then two in the second quarter, two, three. You have it on your hand yeah. arm 20, perfectly rested. Like no mm-hmm. th- no back-to-back, no nothing like that. But hey, I, I, I really like the idea of having um, favors out there to begin with. Because, I mean, that will help you stay in the game at the beginning and maybe just not drop. Uh, immensely. So, yeah, that's probably true. I would rather just lose a bunch of games and be guaranteed a top five pick. Yeah, but that's what I'm still losing. But (laughs) that's that's what I care about. A little bit more, like, (laughs) like better way to losing. I think. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, big shouts to my guy Carson Cunningham at KOCO5, who is moving on. He's been there for a decade and is moving on to, to something else in life. And I just want to say a big congrats. Huge thanks to what he... And he came on our podcast when literally 35 people downloaded the show. <laughs> and he came on the show. And we didn't have any clue what we were doing. And he was kind enough to to join us. So big shouts to Carson. I uh, hope that you know the next step is a good one. And just you know, big thanks, big shouts to Carson, who's always been good to me and good to all of us. So, uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking bold takes. We're talking hot takes. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And we're back from that quick break. Michele, I asked for bold takes and bold takes were delivered right to me, to my Twitter mentions. I think I have 107 comments on this post from just this morning. We're obviously not going to get to all of them. Uh, shout out to the the Thunder faithful who are not short on bold takes, but we'll try to get through as many of these as we can. Let's come up with like a rating scale for these. Um, you, you eat a lot of spicy food, McKelly? Um, I do. You do? Yes. Okay. I like spicy, the, spicy food I, in general. Spicy food in general. It's... Um, um, hmm. Do you have like round peppers that you stuff with like cheese and stuff like that and then you fry them and you eat them right, right away? It's it's like jalapenos, but those are red yeah. and yeah. round. The pe- your the red round pepper the peppers that you eat are red. Yes, but they are not as spicy okay. as you like all the other red peppers. It's not like habanero or anything. Okay. It's uh, a little bit more spicy oh, than, okay. than jalapenos. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what what do you call it? What do you call it? Oh, it's just mm, I, it, there, there's no way there is a translation. It's just stuffed. We'll just just say it in Italian. Um, pepperoni pepperoncini ripieni. It's stuff, stuffed yeah. peppers, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go uh, jalapeno, stuffed pepper, and then what's the hot? Like, what's the hottest that you'll go? Oh, I I I made uh, salt with the uh, habanero chocolate. That is. Ooh. That is a very spicy salt. That uh, that if you smell it, it smells like chocolate, but it's very yeah. very spicy. Not not as spicy. Habanero chocolate? Yes, those are basically brown habaneros. Wow. Yes, okay. I can give the recipe. Well, well, uh, if you're interested, hit me, hit me up. It's very simple. Yeah. Okay. Habanero chocolate will be our spiciest. Mm-hmm. So if you, let's go back to the, so the scale is jalapeno. What was it? Stuffed pepper. Yeah, stuffed pepper, but we can also we can pepper. also use some Mexican stuff like uh, hot chili, whatever. Yeah. Ghost pepper? You had a ghost pepper? No. What's that? You haven't had ghost pepper? That's just like this outrageously spicy pepper. Just Nope. Never had uh, it. probably spicier than habanero. It's uh painful. Just no, never you, had it. you wish that you wish that you wouldn't have done it, pepper. <laughs> Maybe that should be our spiciest then. Then we do Let's go we do jalapeno habanero chocolate and then habanero chocolate, ghost pepper. Ghost pepper. Which is like you you just wish that you hadn't have said it. Like I should have never even said it. Okay. Because it's coming out it's coming out wrong on the other end, kind of thing. Um all right. Let's go through these. Uh Heath Black. Whoa, I haven't heard from Heath Black in a long time. Uh this is a Heath has been a listener to Down to Dunk for a long time. And Heath uh actually went to Summer League, gosh, this is I don't know, eight years ago or something. And he was a correspondent to Down to Dunk at Summer League. Wow! <laughs> Years ago, he was uh, he was in on the early days. So uh, he said, "I'm convinced the Thunder should relegate all the players three years of with three years of experience to the blue, three years or more experience to the blue, and try to go for seven and seventy five." <laughs> Gosh, I don't think you know what you're wishing for there, Heath. That is that is uh, that's wow. Ghost Pepper. That's coming out the wrong end. It's gonna that would it's. You know, it, it's in theory, it sounds it sounds good. It's destructive to your bowels, man. We got to stay away from that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Pepsi United says, uh, my official prediction for the season is taking the over on 24 and a half. That is jalapeno. Okay, see, as long as... I did this well. Yeah. As SGA plays over 72 games, I don't find it bold by itself, but comparing it to what Harper and Hollinger think it qualifies. Yeah. Harper said today that anything above 15 wins feels uh, like too hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, to me, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. SGA, yeah. SGA can... He's a great finisher. Now, I don't think that they will... I think that they have the possibility to go over if they let him play Mm -hmm. for 82, but probably they won't let him play for 82. So 24 and a half, I I think that there is a... This team can go 25. Um, It could happen. Like there's if If you think there's not a world that that happens, then you're not paying attention. I mean... The thing is, though, if if SGA has like a minor ache, they're oh, like, "All right, sit down." Yeah. Yes. You yes. know, it's like, "Oh man, my wrist! I woke up and I slept wrong, and my wrist feels weird." They're like, oh, "I want you to just sit out the game." <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. But that's why I think that thirteen or fifteen is is too low. Yeah. Because like Dort Dort goes ice skating with his new girlfriend, and he falls on his butt. So, oh man, oh. Dort's out. He's I, gone. I, I, I don't know if he has Lou a girlfriend Dort. or not. I love Lou Dort. I do too. He's the best, man. He's the absolute best. When he saw my down to dunk sign and started giggling and saying, this is down to Dort, walking down the hallway, I was like, All right, this is ridiculous. What a, what a great, great guy. Uh, Brian Nix, my old neighbor, old friend, also a longtime listener down to dunk. Yay. Thanks for the, the hot take. JRE will average 12 points and seven rebounds per game. Whoa, that's that's this is ghost pepper. This is yes. this is destructive. This is absolute just bowel destruction. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that, um, that is bold. That's 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 very bold. Bangelope says uh Dort is voted top five in DPOY. Top five. But that is that is habanero, I think. That is hot. Okay. It's very hot, but it's not unthinkable. Like, can, can you be voted top five in DPOY if your team is a bottom five defense? I think that there was a moment uh, when Embiid was like coming back to the league after his injuries and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. like Philadelphia was really bad, but with him on the court, mm-hmm. like the difference, mm-hmm. the difference was like plus thirteen. And I remember Van Gundy saying, wow, he should be like top five in MVP because of that. Because raising mm-hmm. the ceiling of that team that much is unthinkable. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like the problem to me is that he will not get any national uh, TV game where he can lock down Harden or, or stuff like that. That is the issue. But if somehow he, when, when he's on the court, the defense is much, much better and and he has some wow plays in defense like he just destroys one of the greats like i don't know he guards curry and curry goes one of 15 something like that then maybe then maybe but it's hey it's habanero it's not it's a hot take yeah yeah i agree it's he should be if this team if this team was going to make the playoff or the playoffs or the play-in then I would be like, yeah, this this is definitely possible. Um, 
But if you're a bottom five team, which they'll probably be a bottom five team, it's just so hard yeah. to get in on any award except for Rookie of the Year. Yes. Rookie of the Year is the only one that you can say you can get in on if you're at the bottom five team. Uh, okay. This is from Masid T. This is uh, Daniel Tomasi, who I think is in the chat. Uh, he says, Giddy will end up the top scorer on the team this season. <laughs> that is destruction, my friend. Yeah. That is Ghost Pepper. Yes. That is Ghost Pepper. The top, if he, I mean, one, it would have to mean that SGA is hurt and doesn't play at all. Then I can see the path, right? With SGA here, there's just, there's just ain't no way. Unless Giddy transforms into the full version of Larry Bird. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, the Thunder have somehow acquired a Hall of Fame forward. Yes. To play next to SGA. And now they don't even need anybody else. They're going to go win the title yes. now. Yes. You know? Yes. Like that's, that's what it would feel like. <laughs> that's yes. what it would absolutely feel like. Hey, it may happen. A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen and, and that are very unrealistic. But to me, that is, that is quite, quite hot i mean it's uh mm -hmm. again in order for that to happen a like i don't even consider this bold if you think that dort and shea are not playing that then it's then it's okay then it can happen uh, mm -hmm. but if you i assume that the take was like shea and dort play a lot and 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 he's better than them if that happens yes he will be an all of famer mm -hmm. yes which is mm -hmm. unlikely as of today uh, Jay Smooth says these are unrealistic. Yes, that's the point. These are bold. These are bold, baby. This is supposed to be bold. Give me the boldness. Don't give me. Don't give me something realistic. It's there's there's something realistic. The Thunder finished closer to the West play-in than the thirtieth overall. Hmm. In the league. That is that is probably. I don't know. I just don't think they're gonna sniff the play-in. No, I just me don't think they are. So it's hot. I. It could be hot. It could be hot. It's probably more habanero, though, because you could see a path, because here's the thing. If they played a consistent rotation, and let's say that they made one acquisition, they acquired one bench-level big, yeah. then like you're not... You could squint and say, okay, maybe it's possible if you don't tinker with the rotation, and maybe you don't play Trey Mann at all, mm -hmm. and maybe you, you know... But the thing is, like, they're going to tinker. They're not acquiring anybody that's going to help. No. They're probably going to actually deal away players that help. And they're going to play Trey Mann. <laughs> like, those things are going to happen. You know, they will play Poku. So you could squint Quite and see it. They're going to play, they're going to play Poku. They're going to play Poku. Uh, another, a Poku take from Words from Wine. Poku hmm. gets more than five votes for sixth man of the year. <laughs> Like that's drunk. Like that's <laughs> it's not even I don't even scale. know what to say about that. Yeah, there's it is it is just fire. It's just taking fire and trying to inhale it. Yes, exactly. Um yeah, that's just not gonna happen. Uh Cody McChicken says Giddy will be known as one of the up and coming stars in the league by the end of the year. That's not even a bold take you know, for me though. It's happening. Less than jalapeno. That is straight, I don't know. Normal yeah, I, yeah, this is this is just a this is just a bell pepper, bell pepper take. Yes, I would say the yellow one, it's, which has no it, chance to be spicy whatsoever. Yeah, I think that I think that people are going to start to see that he is one of the gems of this class, 
And does this class have a super duper star? I just don't know that it does, mm-hmm. which will make it easier to put him in the top rung of this draft. Well, there is Cade. You know? There is Cade. Who? There's Cade. I don't know that he's going to be a super duper star. No. I don't know that. Yes. He may be, and I've talked with, with James Edwards, who covers the Pistons about it. Like We've talked about him being like a Dame Lillard level star, which is not a super duper star. He's not a guy that's going to lead you to a title mm-hmm. or anything like that. He's probably at best your second best player yeah. on a title team, which I think Cade could be. Cade could be better than that. Yes. There's a chance of that. But if you were to tell Pistons fans, hey, you were getting slightly taller Dame Lillard, I think they would be ecstatic. Yes. So. Yes. But I think that that's where like the star level of this draft is at, as at least as of today. And also, like I, I it's just funny how much things have changed in the summer league, and like the Jonathan Kaminga takes. Like I haven't heard the name Jonathan Kaminga no. in weeks. I'm watching all the box scores and the condensed game for the Warriors, and like hoping to see a glimpse of the rookies. There is a little bit of uh, yeah, moody. Not much. A little moody. Kaminga's been hurt. Yes. That's why he's not playing. Um, but also, if this Warriors team has aspirations to be as good as people think they're going to be, Kaminga won't play. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, Kaminga's not ready to contribute to a winning team today. Hey, there was Jordan Poole for that. So, Poole's good, man. Yeah. Poole's legit. Yeah. We've talked about Poole and Slam and Jam more, more than probably should, but he's good. Um, but yeah, the Kaminga takes are gone. Like, and it's it's just kind of the one of the natural consequences of Giddy going down in the first five minutes of summer league, and then also just un- understanding that, like summer league is a if you can go get yours at any level, summer leagues is the place for you to be, yeah. baby. Like it's like it's easy. The defense sucks. You can pretty much do whatever you want. You know, it was a great, great environment for like Jalen Green. It was like the perfect environment yes. for Jalen Green. Jalen Green in the preseason, struggling, yes. struggling to make a shot. And which is normal. Like it's a normal thing. It's a big adjustment to make. Just like Trey Mann. Trey Mann, struggling, man. Like, yeah. Struggling to like figure out NBA defenses, struggling to figure out when I can get my shot off. There were, however, there was a few plays in that last game against Denver that I was like, finally, like there it is. He did it. Yes. He did it. I was so glad because there were just times that I was like, why is he not getting to his step back? Like, where is it? Yeah. Like, it's there. Like, you saw it a billion times yeah. in Florida. And he was, and some of it was a confidence issue that he just was unwilling to do it because he probably because he had been stuffed so many times in practice that it was like, I don't know when to get to it. Yeah. And I think but that there finally, is still... he started to recognize those yeah. windows, which was really nice to see. Yeah, and I think there was still an issue. I know that I already discussed this, but I think that there was an issue with the range as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, back to back to some bold takes. Josh underscore Morrison, hey, another great listener of ours, says uh, Darius Basley will be the most improved player on the team by year's end. It's not bold. It's a little. Yeah, that's jalapeno, man. I think that can happen. It can I think happen. it absolutely can happen. Because who are the candidates for most improved? It, it means that they were already here, so take all the rookies mm-hmm. out of here. It means that they have room to grow, mm-hmm. which like, like I guess you. I mean, you could definitely count Teo, but like I think Teo is going to just 
be better at what he has already done. Yeah. You know, I don't think Teo is going to grow. I just suddenly become like this, like go to school no. or, or a guy that can go get it, you know? So that, that won't happen. Um, you look at Poku who could definitely be that, yep. you know, Poku was much, much better in that last game against Denver. Yes. As well. So I would honestly lead to Poku just because there is such a far, <laughs> you have to go to the depths of like the NBA. Yeah. To, to go get where he was. And so if he's just like an close to average NBA player, like boom, yes. there it is. He's he's the most improved. I think that Dort but if has Baisley a go Dort's got some stuff, man. The thing about Dort is like he I, don't forget the Dorty 40 from last year, man. Yeah. Like that was he scored 40 points in a basketball game. Yes. A professional basketball yes. game at the highest level. Yes. So his scoring could take an uptick. If Dort just learns to finish at the rim, we could be at 18, four and two for him. Yeah. Like that could happen. Four and point in, five. In also, he will, he will, if he scores with that efficiency, he will never pass it. <laughs> I can see him just, just occasionally pass. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, Even 18, four and one. Yes. Bro. Yeah. That's great. That's MIP. Yeah, he could get yes. there. Yeah, I can believe MPP. that. MPP. There's a lot of candidates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. From at Austin Woolish, he says, as long as SGA plays, we'll be on pace to win 35 games. He is much up, too much of a floor raiser for a good orga- in a good organization. To me, that's, that's pretty spicy. 35 wins. Eventually, this Thunder team is going to be pulled to 35 wins. Yes. That will happen. Yes. Is this the season no. for that? No, 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 no. To me, this is this is, uh, this is an irresponsible ghost pepper. No, I don't think so, like, You think you're ready? For- no. I think it absolutely is. I think, I think this is, this is, this is kicking your bowels, bro. I think that- There's too many young guys. There's too many young players. Yes. Do we know what the average age of the the do we know what the average age is for all the players on the Thunder? 23.7. I need to I don't know. Is that it? I don't know. Oh, I got to look it up. Hold on. But, but but I'll 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 make a point. Um I think that this is a jalapenos to a banero take. Um because I think that Shea will play 60 55 60 games. Okay. Sure. And they will win 22 23. Um, <clears throat> because over the the last, I don't know, 22 games in which Shea doesn't play, I think they will win two games, three games. And so you end up having a pace of 35 when Shea plays, 30 to 35, maybe 35 is a little bit higher, but I fully expect Shea not to play 82 games. So I I don't think that that is too bold of a take, um, but but still still qualifies as bold take. Zachary at Zachtig, or, well, I don't know. Uh, Thunder will have someone not named SGA score 40-plus points in a game. This is not even, a, like, a bold take. How dare you? Like, Zachary, come on. It already happened last season, and it was, like, uh, 42. So I think that this is uh, between... Uh, like a bell pepper that grew close to a uh, cayenne's pepper and and habanero. Like, no, come on, 
this this can happen. Like uh, it will probably not be giddy. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if it's Dort again uh, that scores 40 in a game. I don't see that to be impossible. Um, let's see other bold takes. Uh, uh, this is not the bold take. Nice Sanchez. Presti will trade Darius basically before the trade deadline. I don't think that that is a take at all. Like that would be weird. I'm not sure if it's hot, but it's clearly, clearly weird. Um, oh, this is a bold take. One that I don't absolutely don't agree with. Um, but but hey, this is fun. Uh, I lost the question, so I now I have to paraphrase it, and I don't know who asked him uh, asked it. Let me see if I can. Okay, Ian McLeod. Uh, Giddy gets all the press, but JRE has just as good as a, of a season, if not a better one. Wow. Wow. That is irresponsible ghost pepper. And like just, wow. irresponsible handfuls of ghost pepper. Yes. Like just like shoving, just it, you you've already taken one in and you know it was bad, and you just keep j- yes. ingesting. With seeds them. and everything. Just just with all the seeds, yeah. Wow. In fact, maybe you've dumped all the seeds into a bucket, into a huge bucket, and you're just just taking handfuls of ghost pepper seeds. Yes. With your bare hands. You know, that's... And here's the thing. Like, JRE is a good player. Like, he's intuitive. Mm -hmm. He's tough. Mm -hmm. He's smart. He's skilled. But the level that Giddy is already at with seeing him for four games is... He's he's a starting level player. Like, I, I feel confident in saying, like, he's going to be a starting level player in the NBA, period. And JRE, I'm just not even sure he's a top eight guy on most teams, you know? So I just think that's a tough one. I think that JRE could end up being like the Nick Collison of this era, you know, like knows how to make like the right kind of passes, can set screens, yes. is probably too undersi- is undersized to play against most centers. But at the end of the day, like in this era, it's totally cool to play an undersized guy. Like that's totally fine. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of him, but Giddy is Giddy's legit. Yes, like Giddy's Giddy's for real. Um, cheesy Velveeta, Velveeta, the brand of cheese that Michele just. I don't know if you hate it. I don't know what you. Th- I mean, you don't you don't believe it's actual cheese, no. but it's the actual brand. Mm. Who's uh, it's delicious. It's. You want to talk about queso? Like this is how you make queso: is Velveeta and queso with jalapenos. Uh, I can get by, even if it's dude. It's so good. It's so yeah, good. let's let's I'd not like have some let's right now. Push it too far. He says Dort MVP, which I think is uh, it's accurate. He should be the MVP, and the co MVP should be Derek Favors, just because he's giant Dort. Maybe maybe this is really a uh, promoting Favors as. Because if Dort is the MVP, then Giant Dort is like the actual MVP. Yeah, I just hope we get to see more Giant Dort. That's all I care about right yeah. now. This he will. Like he will start. One thing I care about he right start. now. Um, uh, Alex underscore Bullerjack says finalists for most improved player, defensive player of the year, and rookie of the year are all 
in our starting five. <laughs> Tell Zach Harper that. Tell Zach Harper, hey, listen, the team you think will struggle to get 15 wins <laughs> has the most improved player, the defensive player of the year, and the rookie of the year all oh. in the starting five. Like, take it. I think take it to the bank, Harper. I think that uh, at least in at least two of these, OKC will have someone in the top five, though. It's possible. Yeah. I think rookie of the year should be there should he should be in top five. Like we talked about Giddy enough to where you know how we how we feel about him. He should be there. And most improved, there is definitely the case for SGA. If SGA scores like twenty five points yeah. per game, he's gonna be there in the top five. Defensive player of the year is the stretch, and we've talked about it already with Bangelope's uh hot take was that it's just unless they're a top ten defense. They're just not getting there. No. They're just not going to get there. Uh, We maybe will save some of these bold takes for Alex on Wednesday, uh, or maybe I can rate them just on Twitter. Thanks so much for all those. There's no way we're going to get through all of them. I'm sitting here scrolling. I'm still scrolling through all of them. So Um, big, big thanks to everybody. I'm excited for the season to start. NBA starts tomorrow night. The Thunder tip off against the Jazz in Utah. They go to Houston after that on the road, and then they're back home. Um, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a really fun start of the season. And again, if you want to hang out with down-to-dunk people, the the host of the shows, except for McKelly. Like, I'm so, so sad McKelly can't be there because Alex Spears is going to be there. So it's going to be, we're all going to be on stage for a pre-game podcast. Uh, if you buy a ticket, you'll get a guaranteed spot to that, which there will be limited space for that. So be sure to buy a ticket. And then you your ticket also gets you into the game. And it also gets you a t-shirt. And then after the game, we are going to do a half-court shot competition. This is all on November 15th. You can go look at our, the pinned tweet for Down to Dunk on Twitter. You don't have to have a Twitter account. I know a lot of you don't have Twitter accounts. You can just go to our Twitter. Just Google Twitter Down to Dunk. And it will come up. And it will be the pinned tweet. It's the tweet that's at the top. It has a link there that you can click to go get your ticket. The tickets are 34 bucks and it gets you into the game, gets you a t-shirt and gets you a guaranteed spot for down for, um, the down to dunk pod before the game. And then after the game, we're doing a half short, half court shot contest. I don't know why I can't say that half court shot contest to win some thunder memorabilia. And so you get to a chance to show your chops from half court on the thunder court from the thunder logo and we're also all going to take a picture together, and it's going to be super-duper fun. So be sure to buy your tickets to that if you haven't already. I know a ton of people have already. Uh, I think we have limited space for the pod, so I just go ahead and purchase your tickets today so that you can make sure you get in. Uh, Hoopsock69 says, no Aiton talk? The Thunder aren't getting DeAndre Aiton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Also, you can check out McKellie's talk about DeAndre Aiton. On OKC Dream Team question of the day. If you really want to hear about that, go to patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team to hear McKelly's thoughts on that. Uh, hope you guys have a great day. It feels good to be back, man. It feels great to be back on the pod again. We will be here. That's not, maybe that's the longest I've not done down to dunk in years, I think. Um, but thank you for hanging in with us. Be sure to listen the rest of the week. We got Alex on Wednesday. We got the Fry Pod back for some bold predictions of the, of our own on Friday. So be sure to tune in for that. 
Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.